Welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, your host, Nico McCall. If you remember last week on Transition Tuesday, I talked about the euphoria of discovering my gender expression. Really going into my internship in D.C., as a way to change my gender expression from a more female expression to a more masculine expression. And doing that, I was dressing in men's business wear, suit, tie, dress shoes, the whole nine yards, and even outside of that business environment, really dressing in a more masculine way. And it allowed me to really feel a euphoria that I had never felt. So this week, at the tail end of this euphoria around finding my gender expression, is the depression that followed. So today is is all about the depression that came after those euphoric three months. So I just want to take a time out. If I mean, if you're really struggling with depression right now, and especially around trans issues, it's okay to sit this one out until you can come back later when you're in a better place for yourself. Or maybe hearing the depression that I went through will allow you to not have so much self-judgment about the depression that you're currently in. So let's dive into it. When... The internship was over. I came back to Kansas and really tried to settle back into the life that I had here as a more female presenting person. My wardrobe really wasn't overly feminine even back then, but it definitely wasn't masculine in appearance and it definitely wasn't like a hundred percent male expression of a gender identity. And even if I was dressing in more masculine clothing here, I was surrounded by people who knew me as a female presenting person and someone who had never questioned that female persona. So I found myself in this really weird wormhole, it almost felt like, of knowing that gender euphoria that I had in Washington, D.C., and trying to reconcile that on a daily basis or an hourly basis when I was out in public with this, with the responses I was getting from people around me treating me in a very female way. So I think it, like, I tried to like make myself a little more masculine in how I was talking or just making sure when I was picking out my outfit that it was a little more masculine in a way. And we had actually moved into a new house shortly before my internship in DC. And so I remember my wife had one of her friends come over and was giving the tour and showing her the closets in our bedroom And her friend made the comment that my closet looked like a man's closet. And I just remember being, being kind of proud in that moment that it was recognizable just by looking at the clothes in my closet that I was presenting in a more male way. And now I found myself 
with the issue of incorporating that into my interactions with other people outside of the house. And the longer this went on, just the harder it was to have any kind of euphoria around my gender expression. And it just, it just got harder and harder to reconcile the outward appearance and the interactions I was having with others as a female presenting person. And so eventually I, I came to my wife and let her know that I did think that I was trans. Now I was very fortunate in this moment because so many people, especially those in a marriage, you can't just come out to their partner and say that they're trans without the fear that they are going to lose everything. And actually, this is one place that I didn't have that fear, probably because she had been the one to bring it up in the past, and she did so in a very non-judgmental way. And so coming to her now saying that I, th I thought I was trans... I really didn't fear losing her. Maybe I would lose my marriage, always a possibility, but I didn't think that I would lose her. I knew we'd have a lot of things to figure out together, but I didn't have that added fear. So this was actually the easiest place for me to come out. And once I did, once I said those words to her, it really didn't change much, especially on a daily basis. But I did start looking into what it takes to transition from female to male. And it is overwhelming, especially when I'm already like having to reconcile this dissonance between how people perceive me and how they feed energy back into me versus how I'm wanting to put myself out into the world. And just navigating that alone is enough to put someone in a depressive state. And then just the overwhelm of looking into what it takes to transition from female to male is a lot. I knew that I would need a therapist, so that was a good place to start. I reached out to a friend who could possibly point me in the direction of some affirming therapists that I wouldn't have to go into the situation feeling like I had to hide any part of myself. And so I found a therapist... It was a while before I called her after I had the information. And then once I got in there, she's asking me, how sure am I that this is what I want in my life? How sure am I that I am a transgender male? How sure am I that I want to go through with a transition process? And at that time, I was 80% sure. And I think that other 20% was just terror of what that process entailed in all aspects of my life. But I was 80% sure, and that was enough for me to continue with my research. So the next step was meeting with a doctor and talking about hormones and researching hormones. And a lot of YouTube videos of people who had gone through this and what does that mean and what do those hormones do and what are they going to do to me? The further I got into this research, the more it felt like this is, this is right for me. It is right for me to start this transition process. So I, I ordered a, a binder, a chest binder in order to 
actually come across as a more masculine person, started changing out my wardrobe. And as I did this, I just got more and more depressed. It felt ironic at the time because I am presenting myself in a more masculine way. And I think the difference between the euphoria I felt with an outward expression in my male clothing in DC differed from the depression I was now feeling back home presenting myself in a more masculine way was the acknowledgement that I was trans. That one seemingly simple thing took that euphoria and changed it into depression. Because now I am hyper aware of every single piece of me that is not male. So when I was growing up, I remember being a kid, like five years old, early elementary school, and knowing that I should have been born a boy. And I think I mentioned this last week, but knowing that for myself, I always watched the women around me when I was growing up. My female friends, teachers, my mom, any other female person in my life, I basically studied them. And me being female presenting as an adult was the result of a lifelong study on women and how women behave and how women interact with each other and how women interact with men. And so I like, I spent my lifetime studying how to be this female presenting person. And now I'm finally making changes to live as the male person I always knew I was. All that studying and that, that hypersensitivity to the little nuances that I had growing up that saved me and allowed me to create a space where it seemed like I fit in. Now all of that hyper-awareness was focused on me instead of the people around me. And so the depression just, it was crushing. And the more I got into the transition, the worse it was. I know at one point I had been wearing a chest binder for quite a while. And, you know, it really didn't make that much of a difference for me, um, but it made me feel better about myself just in how my clothes fit. But I'd, I'd been wearing a binder for a while and the depression had been getting deeper and deeper to the point where I was really only leaving the house to go to work and to come home. And I started having these really negative thoughts about myself saying that, you know, I wish that I was born as an intersex person because then I would have this medical reason why I felt like I should have been born a boy. Or I wish I had a hormonal imbalance that caused me to have facial hair because then I would have this excuse or I could kind of play around with having a, a shadow, but I would have this excuse behind it as to why I had this facial hair. It really wasn't any change that that I was making 
to my face. It was just, you know, something that had happened to me. And all of these thoughts were before I even started testosterone, but I'd been seeking a therapist and knowing that I was going down the road towards starting testosterone. And finally, I had this thought that I wish there was some reason that I would need a mastectomy. And I think in in that moment, as really sad as that sounds, I realized that these thoughts are something that I really need to pay attention to. And I knew that if things are bad enough, that I was wishing I had a reason to have a mastectomy, that this is something that I absolutely had to do. There was no backing out of it. And I didn't realize it at the time that I was having these really negative thoughts. But my therapist pointed out later that all of these thoughts of that it would be better to be born as an intersex person, it would be better to have a hormonal imbalance that caused facial hair, it would be better to need, medically need, a mastectomy. It would be better to have all of these things wrong with me than it would be to be transgender and make the conscious choice to transition from female to male is all internalized transphobia that I got from society. And I wish I could address that more. I wish I could talk about that more, but it is not something I have dealt with. There are still these thoughts that I have about myself when I really stop and think about this and even starting this podcast and talking about transitioning from female to male, I'm noticing a lot of these thoughts come back up. I try to find excuses as to why I transitioned from female to male and that I should like I should have some really good reason why I did it because being transgender and wanting my body to match my mind is seemingly not good enough. In my mind, I know that that's completely untrue, but I still have this internalized transphobia that I need to break down and break through, and I'll get there one step at a time. So going back to the depression of this, every day that I haven't started testosterone is another day that the world sees me as a female. So I finally get a prescription to start testosterone. And and next week, the entire episode is going to be around starting testosterone. Um, but we're going to, I'm going to skip that for today because after starting testosterone, you start having changes. And at this point, my wife and a couple close friends were the only people that knew that I was transgender and had started my medical transition from female to male. The rest of the world still saw me as female and interacted with me as such. So I'm going to work and noticing like this small change and this small change, which which is a paradox because I'm very excited about it. I want all of these changes to happen to me, 
but every single change puts me one minute closer to having to tell people that I am transgender. And the thought of telling people was absolutely terrifying. And as a transgender person who is now five years into this medical transition, the fact that I was absolutely terrified to have to tell people that I was trans is absolutely ridiculous and also 100% real. So any depression that I had before finding the euphoria in my gender expression in Washington, D.C. is now just sub-basement level. Like, I am so low on a daily basis that I can't do anything other than go to work. I go to work and I perform my job and I go home and I sit. And then I go to bed and I get up and I go to work and I perform my job and I go home and I sit. I don't want to go out to eat. I don't want to go mow the yard. Nothing. I I could not do anything other than go to work and go home and sit. And it's taken five years to really break myself out of that. And I'm still working on breaking myself out of that. I still have days, long weekends where I just sit and I can't do anything. So I know that falling into this really deep depression is not what every transgender person goes through. We are all individuals and each of us has our own individual path that we go through in this transition process. I think for me, the reason that I really fell more into a deep depression is because I didn't really build up a support system early on in my transition. I had a doctor who was supportive. I had a therapist who was supportive. I had a wife who was supportive and I had two close friends that knew and everyone else I was hiding it from. And I think that not being able to be open with my transition and even now I realized that I have started a podcast talking about my transition journey and my Instagram is completely open. It's public. Anybody can go follow me and see, and I'm very open about being a transgender person there. But I, on a daily basis, am still living stealth. So if you didn't know me pre-transition, there's not a lot about me that would tell you that I am a transgender person. At work, I have coworkers who knew me before, who are aware, but it's not talked about. My employees may know, but I don't know if they know. All the employees that I had back when I had to announce my transition at work, which we will get to in another podcast, no longer work for me. So it's a, a whole new bunch of people and I don't know if they know that I'm trans. None of them follow me on Instagram. And I don't talk about it at work. And I have coworkers, other people at my level across the company or higher that may or may not know. I don't know. And so if I don't know that someone knows that I am trans, I don't typically bring it up. And if I do bring it up, I have to stop and make a conscious decision that I am going to out myself to this person also to be discussed in a future podcast. So looking back on the deep depression that I was in 
and really how far I've come to get out of it, even though sometimes I am still in it. Just going back and looking at that person, I just want to hug him and let him know all of these changes will happen. And if you don't want to have to tell anybody, you don't have to tell anybody. And the people in your life that you lose because you tell them that you are transgender didn't need to be in your life anyway. And that the important people that you tell are going to stick with you and they're going to love you no matter what. And I was such in such a rush at the beginning of my transition to get to where I am now that there wasn't a lot of enjoyment. When I look back at that person, I put a lot of stress on everyone in my life at the time because I was so depressed. And I, I have to be okay with that now. I can't go back and change it. I just, it's hard to not feel guilt around that. But if I'm looking at myself with compassion, I know that back then I was doing the best I could. So when I stop and think about the depression that I was in back then, and when I'm having just a really depressed feeling kind of day now, I try to bring compassion for myself back into it. Because getting down on myself isn't going to allow me to break past it. And knowing that you are a transgender person and making the choice to transition from one gender to another was such a difficult choice for me. At one point, I just knew that I had no other choice, that this is what I had to do, or my depression was just going to continue to get worse. And if my depression continued to get worse, how could I serve my son? It, it wasn't possible. I wasn't doing it at the time, and things weren't going to get better. And so it really... I remember just going to therapy several times where I was saying when my therapist was so proud of these accomplishments that I'd had, all of these changes that my body was going through, and my response was really, I'm not doing this. It's happening to me. Someone gives me testosterone, and then the changes just happen. It's nothing that I'm doing. And looking back on it, she was right. I had to make so many choices. I had to be willing to lose a lot in my life to live my life for me. And I think a lot of that comes from learning how to live life as a woman. Because so often women are living their life for others and are being told that it's selfish to live their life for themselves when Really, living your life for yourself allows you to be your best person for others. And I just have to keep reminding myself of that. Even today, I still have moments where I'm depressed and I feel like I'm being selfish making these choices or was being selfish having made these choices that resulted in even an even deeper depression and I couldn't do anything outside of going to work and I didn't contribute anything to the household but really, there's no point in feeling that guilt. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't help my depressive state now. So having compassion for who I was back then and really admitting that 
I was doing the best I could, even though I might not have thought that I was. It may not have looked very, like, very much to others. I really was doing the best I could because some days the best I could was doing nothing while I allowed the testosterone to do its work. I'm really appreciative of what I had to go through to get to where I am now because I can look back and see all of these tough decisions that I made for my life and how my life affected the people around me. And if I hadn't have made those choices, I wouldn't be living authentically now. And I wouldn't be this much closer to actually loving myself for who I am, which really was what started all of this, wanting to love myself for who I am so that I could raise my son to love himself for who he is. And going through this transition, no matter what the world says about it, gets me one step closer to that. And I think that's a good enough reason. I think that's a good enough reason to transition from female to male for me, to get myself one step closer to loving myself for who I am. If you're listening to this and you don't really love yourself for who you are, hopefully you can find a small step to take. One small action, one small thought that you can have to get yourself closer to loving yourself for who you are. And we could make that our life journey. So thank you for joining me today for the depression side of my gender expression and starting my transgender journey. So this coming Thursday, the next episode, I'm just a trigger warning for that episode. It is going to be about injections and needles and fainting. So if you're not into that, you might want to skip that one and wait for the next Transition Tuesday. Thanks again, everyone. See you next time. Thank you.